Hey everyone, welcome to episode 41 of the PC World Show. This is your home for tough talk about the most interesting tech topics of the week. We are recording this show on March 22nd, and I have two executive editors. We'll start with Gordon Ma-Ung Hello. of PC World and Jason Cross of Greenbot. Hello. Hey, Jason. And I'm John Phillips, editor-in-chief of both the websites. So, uh, well, we're talking about computers and phones today. We'll start with AMD Ryzen. Uh, there's a lot of stuff going on there with the new processor. And then we're about to learn a whole lot more about the Galaxy S8, although I'm not sure if we're going to learn much more now that I think about it. Seems like everything's been leaked. It's all been now, leaked, but, yeah. but we'll know soon. The demo has to be soon. Um, and then Apple just announced some new products, and uh, I don't think we're too excited about them, but maybe our viewers are, so hopefully you'll share your thoughts on that. And then finally, I have a penetrating right or wrong question about laptops on international flights, so stick around for that. Uh, but we're going to jump right in with Ryzen. So uh, lots been going on. Um, I mean, what's what's the most important news? The Ryzen five pricing? Yeah. So the the big news is uh, Ryzen five is officially announced coming April eleventh. There's four new chips. Uh, these are awesome for the the thread count you're getting because on the top we're going to get a six core, twelve thread CPU from AMD, the Ryzen five sixteen hundred X, for two hundred and fifty dollars. Now, just to give you some context, for $250, you'll be lucky to get uh, an Intel KB-like part with the hyper-threading turned off. So basically four threads versus basically 12 threads. So yeah. super aggressive pricing. And we already know the the basic processing, the, the regular old um, application performance is really strong. Right. And, you know, actually, I should mention the other, there's a three other models, <clears throat> and it just keeps getting cheaper and cheaper from there, right? So... Cheap as in lower price, not bad. The next step down is a six-core, 12-thread processor, the Ryzen 5 1600, for 219 bucks. And then, hey, too expensive for you? Ryzen 5 1500X, four-core with, you know, SMT, their AMD's version of hyper-threading, for $189. So what's a laptop? Okay, let's say the, the highest of all those SKUs. I'm looking at Gordon's screen, so I yeah. have all the information right in front of me. 249 bucks for the 3.6 gigahertz. Um, what, what, how many cores is this? So that's two six cores yeah. and two quad cores. Okay, so the $249 SKU, what's a laptop in that range going to cost? Well, these are purely desktop processors oh, okay. at this point. Uh, okay. You know, hopefully we will see Ryzen in a laptop uh, closer to the end of the year, but these are just desktops at the, at the moment. A small four-factor boxes, micro-towers, full-size okay, gaming right. boxes. So the, the quad-core versions of these, that's still two CCXs. It's two cores on each. Yes. So you're getting all that L3 cache. You get, well, I don't know if you can, yeah, you should be able to access all the cache. But, you know, Jason is talking about how these chips are made. They basically, so for the Ryzen 7s that launched, what, about a month ago? Yeah. There's, they're eight cores, so you have two sort of quad-core structures inside of the chip. Right. They're connected by high-speed fabric. Um, what AMD has done with those is we shut off cores on each one of them. So yeah. then the six-core, you turn off two, and then the quad-core, you turn off right. two on each. So Yeah, but that's, I mean, it, it's different than if there was just one quad-core complex because you'd have a lot less L3 cache. Yes. And that actually kind of gets to some of the controversy because when Ryzen 7 first came out, the uh, application performance, single threading and multi-threading was really just 
mean, it was it was off the hook for the money. You basically yeah. you were getting Intel thousand dollar CPU pricing performance for half the price, five hundred to to three hundred dollars, which yeah. is insane. But when you get to gaming, gaming wasn't the best. Um, it, you know, in some things it could be twenty percent slower. Some games is actually the same speed, a lot closer. Mm-hmm. But you definitely weren't getting this, you know, off the hook kind of, you know, thousand dollars worth of, or even, you know, uh, even equal to Intel's Kaby Lake CPU that performance. You weren't getting that, so the internet went crazy. Every the dedicated AMD fan base, you know, was screaming at everybody. Um, it's not that bad, you know. You do right. hear people say it's terrible gaming, but it's not. But so getting to the CCX thing, one issue that everybody thought was, oh well, whatever this problem is with the the. The eight core problem, they thought it was really because of the the thread migration between the CCX yep. cores. On these quad core parts, they thought, well, that's not going to be there because these will be native quad core parts with just a single CCX. But right. no, these are still dual no, CCXs. They're not. They're still so two, yeah. the performance, it could possibly be worse in some ways, which is kind of a tough situation for AMD because yeah, like worse per per thread, you know. Yeah, worse yeah. per thread, and you know, you got to figure if you're running the eight core part and the threads are on. You know, if you, nobody really knows, but a lot of people do think the performance hit in gaming is because all the threads going between the CCXs. Mm-hmm. Or you're reading L3 cache from the other one or whatever garbage. So you right. haven't done any Ryzen 5. We have not. We have yet. not seen a Ryzen 5 part yet. Yeah. It launches April 11th. But so, but the, the fear is that it could be worse, yeah. possibly. But the, the, the key is not whether or not it's worse. The key is, well, how does it compare to the other 189? Right. I mean, that is always the CPUs out there. That's, I mean, that's a cheap CPU. And depending on the clock speeds and stuff like that, even if it's a little bit worse about that, you know, multi-threading issue, uh, right. it still could be a awesome. Yeah. For the money you can. Yeah. Right. Still getting- so, I mean, and so I read the article on it, our article, and it seems like as it compares to Intel pricing, it's just, it's going to be incredible. So, right. yeah. So if you're building one of those small form factor machines, you're probably going to go Ryzen unless something really unusual happens when we start benchmarking. Yeah. I, you know, I, if I were to make a prediction, I, I, I don't think it's going to change things much. I, I do think um, there's room for Intel. Before Ryzen, I actually thought that uh, before we actually had our, our Ryzen tests in and everybody had seen what it could do, I really thought there wasn't much room for Intel because I thought AMD had outmaneuvered them everywhere. But there are some limitations to Ryzen. Clearly, you give up a little bit of gaming performance. It's still a fine chip. People need to realize it's mm-hmm. fine. People telling you bad stuff. But th- there are limitations to the chipset. It's not really that. It's not a heavy-duty chipset. So yeah. um, even though I don't think most people do need what Intel has in their super you know $1,000 CPUs, there's, there is an advantage. So there is some daylight for Intel right now still. And then of there course, is that, there is that rumor about the heavy duty CPU and chipset. Yes. They are working on. Right. It sounds interesting. Uh, that that actually will be interesting. Right. Cause right. So right now, um, Ryzen, even though it's an eight core part, Ryzen seven, eight uh-huh. core, even the six core parts, six cores, which is just really can't get into for Intel for less than, you know, almost $400. The chipset is not heavy duty. It's like a light duty chipset. But right. then the, these, there's the rumor of a 16 core Ryzen coming. I think also yeah. I've heard rumors of 12 to 16. Right. For possibly a thousand dollars, right? Yeah. Um, I I don't know if they and and the chipset for that is going to be very much like what it, what this sounds like is like uh, sort of like Intel does, where they take that server chip right. and the server chipset and they kind of make a consu- a high end consumer version of that. Yeah. And we've we've already talked about how they've got those chips 
for these tu- dual socket, right? You know, Naples, uh, Naples. Yes, servers. It sounds like they're taking the Naples thing, and kind of cutting it in half and making a high end consumer thing with one chip and a right quad core controller. These are dual dual channel memory controllers. This rumored high end part is a quad core memory controller. Yep, probably with a crap load more PCIe lanes, which is the limitation with the, the yeah. low end part. And and if that sort of thing happens, sort of this fall, that would be like the ultimate video rendering rig or whatever you've got to do. I mean, that's. That would just be killer. Yeah. I mean, at AMD prices too. Cause yeah. I, you know, I, I mean, one thing is I, I do think like if I were to go out and build a machine for my needs, my needs, I, I do video editing. I, I like a lot of threads. Mm-hmm. I would, I would most likely do a Ryzen at this point. Cause yeah. I, you know, it's just hard. It's like, how do you say no to, and I don't game at 1080p. Yeah. Eight cores, <laughs> 16 threads for $329. Yeah. You don't say no to that. So, yeah. so do you want to, um, so, uh, in in the PC world back channels, we've been talking a lot about criticism of of both our coverage of Ryzen, but also sure. our competitors' coverage. It seems like journalists pretty much have a consistent impression of 1080p gaming performance, mm-hmm. um, but there's some diehard um, AMD fans. fans who won't accept it, but... I mean, how, how, is there any validity to, to the, to the fanboys <laughs> concerns? Well, where's it coming from? Well, it, it comes from being, you know, I, I gotta say it, uh, if you've, if you're a Warriors fan, you've been a Warriors fan for like two decades and then suddenly you're winning, man, you are just like the most annoying. Like I can say this because <laughs> I'm a Warriors fan, I don't know, but you're like I, the I most annoying that. fan ever, right? Yeah. You're just like, no. The league is cheating on them. Or, <laughs> no, you know, it just the the refs are yeah. against you. It's like, come on, man. They, Plus, they, there's weirdness to there. There, there'll be these weird outliers where all of a sudden, just in this one game or this one test or this one setting, it, it is just as fast at 1080p. And yeah. you're like, well, why aren't yeah. the other ones like right. that? And, and and it's really the, the problem with yeah. I mean, John is talking about there has been very out outspoken, you know, um, you know, anger at people who even suggest that it's got a weakness in gaming and and. I, I would call it a weakness because yeah, if you want to if you want to ask me what is the absolute fastest CPU for gaming, Intel KB KB Lake quad core without a doubt right now right yeah but, get your seventy seven hundred K and so you just got to admit that fans of there's, yeah go ahead fans of Ryzen got to say okay I admit that even you know anything even my testing Broadwell E was faster than Ryzen so sure. yeah. That's not good, but Broadwell E is like a thousand bucks, right? So, but just in the conspiracy theories that fans have, oh, I mean, there's a, there's no. there's some major holes in logic. Like, um, I, I don't know if it was you or Brad was pointing out, like they're saying, oh, everyone is so anti AMD, but AMD is actually like using or asking to use some of the quotes from the coverage sure. that was also negative sure. of their part. Yeah, uh, yeah, and that that's I and I think that's people don't they don't realize that you know a hardware reviewer, you're supposed to present the facts that you've, yeah. you've tested. This is what you have. Most of the people I think were very fair saying the performance is worse. We don't know why is it game optimization. Is it that there's, I mean, still no, to and, this yeah. day, nobody knows. And the really same why. journalists who are calling attention to the 1080p stuff, uh, are writing like, wow, Intel's in a lot of trouble. Like, Oh my God, this, this chip is so competitive. Yeah. Intel needs to watch out. It's like, it, it just doesn't wash like the, the conspiracy theories about, people accepting payola directly from Intel to yeah. say oh, bad yeah. things about AMD. It's just, it's nuts. People got very heated. And so, you know, it's, a, it's a, again, you know, like, man, I tell you the Warriors fans, and, and I got to say this, you talk to a Warriors fan, they think like, uh, they're the Celtics or the Lakers. Like there's, there's nothing 
There, there's no dynasty yet. I mean, <laughs> right. I think it's going to happen, but there's no dynasty yet. But, but don't get in my face about that. So, you know? if you're watching this right now and you do think that journalists are on the take for saying anything negative about AMD, let us know. So, I'd like to hear your argument. And with that, uh, I'll turn to Adam. Has anyone shared anything or asked uh, any questions? Yeah, on uh, YouTube, we got a good question from uh, Juho Mati. Uh, he's asking Gordon, uh, why do you say the chipset is light uh, compared to Z270? How? Well, I mean, Z270 is also, frankly, not uh, a very heavy-duty chipset, although on paper it looks like, man, it's got just as many PCIe lanes as uh, X99. It doesn't. They're all in the South Bridge. Mm-hmm. There are a ton of PCIe 3.0 lanes that Intel added in uh, Z270, but they still have, they're still bottlenecked at the DMI that goes between the PCH and the actual CPU. So in my book, Z270 is actually almost just as limited as, uh, as X370. So, and I say that because you look at X99 and you, you buy, of course, you got to buy $500 Intel part. You get 40 lanes of PCIe full speed, you know, Gen 3 directly to the CPU. You know, with Ryzen, you're getting 16, 16 lanes, very similar to a KB Lake part in that you got to figure out what you're going to do at the high performance um, by 16 lanes. And in the doing the testing, my review of Ryzen 7, I took an X370 board, uh, 1800X, and I installed a PCIe SSD for some Premiere tests because I didn't want the SATA SSD to be, to be a bottleneck. That GPU gets kicked down to buy 8 mode. Mm-hmm. Is it going to make a difference? No, but... You know, you'd like to be able to run your GPU at by 16 and be able to run your PCIe drive at, you know, by 8 or, or by 4, whatever you need, without hitting the GPU. Yeah, don't you want to put two graphics cards and a PCIe SSD? Yeah, the whole sort of like <laughs> dual tool graphics cards, it seems like it's 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 not Yeah, but if we're going to call it heavy duty. Yeah, but I mean, like heavy duty to me is like, hey, I got, uh, you know, I've got a, a big fat GPU. I've got two big fat by eight, you know, whatever next generation SSDs. Yeah. And I'm not giving up anything. Right. And yep. you won't, if you have a Broadwell E and again, you got to pay the $500 one. Cause that, that bottom end Broadwell E is neutered marketing decision by Intel. But that to me, that's that, that is a lighter duty chip. So he said something nasty about Intel. <laughs> I, I say nasty things about everybody. That's the thing about, I know yeah, I'm true. just, I'm just trolling the trolls. Um, all right. Uh, I, that's it. Let's. Well, do we have any more? No. Okay. So we're going to move on to okay. uh, Samsung Galaxy S8, and we actually yeah. have a um, we have an unveiling date. We have an unpacked date. Yeah, they're having their uh, unveiling on the 29th, I think it is, mm-hmm. which is on it's Wednesday, so it'll be kind of as or before actually before we film this next okay the next PC World Show. Um, but that's when they're going to have their big unveiling. And then everybody expects it'll probably go on sale within the next 30 days after right. that. So. And this is to, to remind everyone, it's not a replacement for the last note. This is a replacement for the S7 and S7 Edge. Right. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's actually a little later in the year than they normally do the S7 yeah. stuff. They yeah. usually announce those things at Mobile World Congress. Right. And, you know, and why so do you think they later. delayed it? You know, nobody knows. It could have to do with all this new battery testing they're yeah. doing. It could just be... Uh, they're going to be the first sort of major phone with the uh, Snapdragon 835. Everybody expects, you know, because yeah. they're the first major customer, and they're going to. They, maybe they just didn't have enough quantity of those. I mean, they got to roll out with like five million of these phones, right? Uh, like opening day. Yeah. So it takes a while to get all that stuff in line. Prepped. Or maybe they just wanted to not be in the noise of Mobile World Congress, have it to themselves, give themselves a month, and just 
right on their own date. I think those are all good theories. The battery testing one definitely makes sense. So uh, we've been keeping up with all the rumors, and if mm. you can go to Greenbot for constantly updated r- rumor articles, they're they're very yeah. helpful. We basically, um, know what it's going to look like. Yeah. So tell us about it. I mean, it, I, I read. I've you know I've read the updates. I've just read the latest version of this article before the show, and it looks like a super good phone, but it's not like there's no breakthrough features. It's it seems like it's going to just kind of have everything. Yeah. Um, it's going, they're going with that, uh, they call it 18 by nine, but like the, the two to one aspect ratio yeah. thing that the LG G6 has, which basically takes the forehead and chin kind of off your phone. You have very, very little bezel anywhere on the phone, but it's still not, so you get a lot of screen, but it's not too wide to hold. Still fits in the hand. So yeah, no physical home button. So yeah, yeah. No, that takes off the physical home button, which yeah. they've always had. And it's in an awkward place on the back and yeah. like near the, you know, it's kind of near the camera sense. It's not below the camera. It's like next to it. It's, which one am I is, hitting? Yeah. What am <laughs> yeah, I, what am we'll I doing? See. But, uh, they're doing the iris scanner and things. So you'll probably mm-hmm. unlock your phone that way. Um, have you ever tested an iris scanner unlocked? Yeah. I have not. Yes. Yeah. Um, how does it, it is it effective? It's not effective enough that it's one of those things where if it works 90% of the time, you get really frustrated about the one out of 10 times it doesn't I've work. I've tested face unlock, but that's totally yeah. different. That's totally different. Yeah. yeah. So the iris unlock uh, on Samsung's device work pretty good. Uh-huh. But, um, but you know, if it doesn't work one out of 10 times, you get so yeah. mad that you just take it off. You, you need that thing to work like 99.9% right. of the time. Maybe it's better now. I don't know. And it looks both displays are going to have a wraparound edge kind of. Yeah, they're thing. both yeah. going to have the, the be the edge variant. There's yeah. like a smaller and a larger one, but they're both supposed to be the, the edge type uh, of phone, which is fine. You know, they've, I've, they've gotten that down to where you don't like accidentally press the screen yeah. by holding it and stuff. They've, they've gotten that to be I've, good. I've used the edge um, like for a weekend and it was hard for me to, I, I never accidentally did anything on the screen, but just the fact that it's sort of like this cornered, this rounded off corners. I don't it was see sort any of benefit from it, except yeah. it looks cool, yeah. but it, it, in using it, I don't find yeah. any real benefit. So it'll have the 835, we think. Yeah, we um, think it'll have the 835 so what, probably like six gigs of RAM or something. Wireless charging is almost a sure right. thing. Fast charging. They're going to have an incredible camera or dual camera thing. Oh, yeah. So they're not, and Adam's interested in this, they're not... Um, they're not doing anything. They're not doing the iPhone approach of trying to do dual camera for bokeh effects. It's right. basically, it's just a really good single rear camera. Right. Yeah. Uh, and, and rumor has it that they're doing a stack DRAM thing like that Sony thing to uh-huh. give you like super insane fast, yeah. you know, camera performance and right. really super crazy thousand frames per second slow-mo and stuff. Yeah. So we'll see. That's, that's the next room, but that Samsung on their high end phones, always knocks it out of the park with the camera. They've always got a killer camera. Yeah. Like it's, it's right up there with the very best cameras on the market. It'd be yeah. weird if it wasn't, it would be. Well, we're ready to do the camera test. So what do you think? Oh, yeah. Are you going to ditch the Nexus 6P for this? Um, well, does it have an analog audio port? That's a good question. <laughs> we think. Yeah, we think. Yeah. I mean, I, I just will never buy a phone that does not have a headphone port. I just, yeah, never, I, I can hear that. Yeah. I just, I haven't, you know, I've been using too much investment in headphones. What's that? You have I'm too kinda, much. Yeah. yeah. And I'm not going to use a dongle. And the, oh, yeah, I wouldn't use a dongle, but I've been using Bluetooth only for, you know, probably the last year. I and only just use that at the gym. Yeah. Well, I, I don't want to charge my headphones. <laughs> it is a pain in the ass, but I pretty much only use it to work out. I mean, I yeah. never listen to music unless I'm working out. I mean, I listen to it 
you know, I listen right. to home speakers, not you know, yeah, through okay. my phone. Um, is well, I go ahead. How yeah. big is it going to be though? So I heard there's a plus so, rumor or something like yeah, that. Yeah. So there's the small one, <laughs> <laughs> this about, about exactly the size. No, um, the plus one's going to be a 5.7 inch display, but remember at that aspect ratio, you're, that means tall and narrow. Uh, so it's probably going to be, and it's got very, very little bezel in terms of the top and bottom stuff. So you're looking at a phone that's probably very comparable in size to the Google Pixel or like smaller than the Note, like not as wide, you know. Yeah. Uh, but the Note screen was about that size, wasn't it? It was, but the, again. It had a different aspect. Yeah. That 16 oh. instead of 18. By so is this their way to sort of secretly backdoor the Note because it's now the Plus? They're supposedly still making a Note next year. And they've they've made Galaxy S you know, six plus and stuff like they've done that before. Yeah. Not, they didn't release at the same time. They did it later. Okay. But. And also, I mean, the note story is all based around the S pen. And so they, they're going to, yeah. they will have an S pen phone one way or another. Yep. It's so important to them. Yeah. That wouldn't surprise me. Vibe. But so, they're going to have to have a really good story to calm people's nerves about the battery. <laughs> yeah. What do wow. you think about that? Like, just that's going to just be part of their, I mean, obviously they, they already talked about how they've got this whole new testing yeah. process in place and everything, but they're going to have to find a good way to market it in a way that makes everybody. Did you guys see the, um, the, uh, John, God, what's his last name? The HBO, John, John, Al uh, John Oliver tonight, yeah. the Samsung, yeah. uh, oh, yes. wait, no, is that, was it SNL or, or John Oliver? Uh, I think it was, I think it, it was John Oliver. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. But I saw their fake Samsung commercial. Where oh everything God, it was flames. so, yeah. yeah, it was brutalized Samsung. Yeah. Uh, I mean, their washing machines were blowing up. Yeah. How does a, a it's a box full of water. How do you make <laughs> a washing machine blow up? It's crazy. They're spinning those, uh, those, those dry modes are pretty crazy now. Those front loaders, I mean, it must like be a, like five. These were top loaders only that really? were blowing up. Yeah, the yeah. front loaders are fine. So it's just the type. It was just one type of top loader and not dryers. Just, so, so yeah. just washers. I don't get it. So in the in the Android phone arena, we're getting, you know, the S 8s coming. The yeah. G six is just about to to be ready. Uh, yeah, I mean, we have that it. will be yeah. that'll go on sale. Uh, Last at the, right at the end of March for I think Verizon yeah. and then everybody else gets it a week. And then there's the two pixels and those are really the three Android phones that are relevant right now. Yeah, those are the really high end phones that are yeah. relevant. Uh, Sony's got one coming in June. They're yeah. they're you know XE Premium. So it's a really crowded market with some great hardware. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, that, it's pretty good. I mean, you got three to choose from from the. Yeah. Sort I'm of wondering end. if that new Snapdragon is going to be competitive with Apple's parts or does anybody even care? I mean, does it matter? I don't think. It, uh, well, it doesn't matter in the sense that, like, you can only get those Apple parts in the Apple phone, right. and and some of the comparisons are weird because they always run these be these browser benchmarks like JavaScript benchmarks, and Safari's got a totally different JavaScript engine, and that plays into it and stuff. But uh, I Apple still goes for we're going to do dual core but really fast single thread performance, and all the Android chips go for more cores and not as fast single thread performance. And, and also each I mean, one's got benefits in different ways. Yeah. And, I mean, yeah. the Snapdragon, the 835 story is more about um, efficiency and I mean, yeah. the people aren't yeah. going, I need a faster. It is going to be the first 10 nanometer. Wow. Yeah. So that's going to, you know, significant size of a significant size. So there's that and new GPU and so on. So, uh, they just did a performance preview like they do for the tech press uh, just recently. That stuff just came out today. And it looks like it's going to actually be a little bit slower on some of the F the floating point stuff, a little faster on some of the integer stuff. 
no telling about energy efficiency because until it's in a real device, yeah. like a real, that that just stuffs all over the map and everything. Well, we're gonna know soon. But hopefully, it'll run. It'll run cool. It'll have really good battery. That's what everybody always wants: battery life. Nobody's going. Oh, my phone's a little slow. You know, they're <laughs> yeah. going. Oh, my phone's dead. You know. Yeah, battery life um, and performance. I think mm -hmm. I take that over. You know, thin. I, I, the whole thin thing. I think is yeah. Out of control. Storage performance is a big issue that people yeah. don't really get into on phones, and that's what's slowing people. When you're waiting for your phone to like load an app or something like that, it's storage performance a lot of the time. Yeah, that does suck too. Yeah. Um, well, let's turn this to our viewers. Adam, what do we have? Uh, you know, we got a lot of people asking about stuff we just don't know. Uh, but Dr. Reality on YouTube uh, <laughs> is, is saying he, he loves uh, embracing new tech, but he's super worried about the security concerns on the iris scanner. You know, what do you guys feel about the uh, the security? Are, are you worried? Um, you know, I don't know enough about iris scanning technology to know, but... I mean, it's if you watch enough science fiction movies, you know that an iris scanner is a very effective uh, way to lock down your your nuclear facility. <laughs> so. Also, Star Trek: Wrath of Khan. Starfleet <laughs> yeah. uses it, so it must be good enough. Does it really read your iris though, or is it actually just like some kind of hyped up face recognition? It is just your eyes. Okay. Whether it's your iris or some other facet of your eyes, it is just your eyes. It puts two little things on the screen when you're setting it up, and you've got to get your eyes right in there and stuff. Yeah. Um, it, I believe it operates very much like the fingerprint scanners do in that the, the information that it's comparing against your, you know, your fingerprint or your, your iris profile or whatever is stored in a secure enclave on a chip and is not accessible by the rest of the phone. So if somebody stole your phone right. or, you know, it's not hooked up to the internet or anything like that. So there, there should be no way for somebody to sort of get your fingerprint information. I wonder if you're held up or at, get your eye. If you're held up at gunpoint, the crook says like, keep your eyes open. We're going to unlock this phone. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Is that I, what you're concerned about? Well, that's the same as a fingerprint reader too, right? They just cut yeah. your finger off. Yeah. Yeah. But this, yeah. Or but, can compel you to unlock it. You'd have to be a really diabolical crook to cut someone's eyes out just to get the eyes. Or just cut your head off. You don't have to take the eyes. I mean, right here, it's pretty easy. This is both. Uh, would you, is the, the, the security of it in terms of being able to fake it is much better. Like the, uh, the face the face recognition unlocking stuff, you, you could like sometimes so, hold, hold up like photo. a picture. Yeah. And stuff. that does not defeat the iris scanners at all. Yeah. Like that, that stuff, you have to have the real eyes. Yeah. I don't know if we answered your question, but we had some fun. Uh, one, one more quick, uh, interesting little one from Ruru2 right. on YouTube. Uh, do you guys think that the that Samsung is going to keep the Galaxy brand going forward? Oh, God. Oh, yeah. Jeez, they're putting it on everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if they expanded it. Like, to, do you start having Galaxy TVs and crap like that? Like, right, because right now it's it's on all the all the mobile stuff, yeah. you know, it's on all their phones you hear, you know, a switch to T-Mobile and get a free galaxy phone, but it's like the, the crappy $150 galaxy and it's on, garbage thing and stuff. And then it's on the watch it's on and the it's on the tablets stuff. and it's so, yeah, it's on every mobile thing, but I wouldn't be surprised if they use the galaxy brand in more places. And also remember they, lock you into the ecosystem. So, and that ecosystem has to have a name. So they, so, so if you want to get a little bit of extra functionality out of your tablet or your, or your fit, yep. You need that Samsung account. Yeah. So that you could the just galaxy get, store so that you can see heart rate on the app. So yep. yeah, they, so yeah, the branding is really important because they're trying to get you to buy one of everything. 
And to make sure that like the next thing you buy is also got to be a Samsung thing. Yeah. Like Samsung flow is really cool. So on your tablet or actually on your, on your notebook, Mm -hmm. um, you can get your smartphone notifications on it, but but you have to have a galaxy phone for it to work. Hmm. Yeah. yeah, Okay. It's cool feature, but I don't, I don't like ecosystem lockdown. So. Uh, I just hate it because I never know my Samsung password, so I have to reset it every time. Uh, That's so true. Happens to me, too. You should be able to log into GeForce Experience with your Samsung account. (laughs) (laughs) Any more questions on the phone tip? Okay. Uh, We're going to wrap up the normal part of the show, the pre-writer wrong part of the show, with discussion of the Apple announcements. Um so there was they no, were kind of lame. They were lame. There's yeah. no event. There's no like big audience with with people clapping. Boy, there's a there's a new red phone. Yeah, they yeah. Did, they've done Project Red stuff before. Yeah. And they're doing it again. Okay, yeah. okay. New iPhone seven seven plus. It's red. We're we're gonna. I don't think we're gonna get one. We're not gonna get one from Apple. We probably not. We're not gonna buy one. But we are gonna do some red coverage at MacWorld. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to see it. I mean, I, the funny thing is, and I found this with the with the. Um, the wrist with the um, the band announcements for Apple Watch. This is the only time that that the tech press is ever actually going to do individual stories <laughs> on watch bands <laughs> and a new color. Like, yeah, the real small blogs will uh, yeah, will I cover know. this with like they'll get a story on it. But every every self respecting um, you know member of the tech press, including MacWorld actually did like actual stories on these bands right. and, and the color red because it's a story and it's, that's a little frustrating. Yeah. Like I expect, I, I can kind of expect it from a Mac world, like a site that just covers Apple stuff. This happens when there's a new Arctic silver galaxy, whatever in the Android blogs uh-huh. cover and stuff. That's fine. But like for the big, broad general sites that cover everything to, to just all of a sudden go like Apple did a color. <laughs> yeah. like, that's not a feature. That's a color. Yeah. You guys, it's, it's okay. Why don't yeah. people just groan at that? That should be like a uh, internet groan. Yeah. What I don't get though is I, I swear. And I asked this yesterday. Cause I was like, I don't know, but to me it looks like Apple, you know, cause with any big tech company, you're always like, well, what's the catch, right? How am yeah. I getting screwed in all this? And I was like, well, this iPad mini four. Yeah. Which all the remaining iPad mini. So, well, yeah. So the iPad mini two, which was older, elderly, which you supposed yes. to get for 329 bucks. Yep. And when it was introduced, basically massacred the iPad. Like no one bought iPad full size after the iPad mini came out. Now the, the entry level for an iPad mini is 400 bucks. Right. Right. But the, the entry level for yeah, the full size that? iPad, they, they chopped 70 bucks off that. So that's now 330. Yeah, but so they're just trying to push you to buy the full size one. I think and I don't have been anyways. I have not been seeing yeah. people like snapping up minis. And when I see people using an iPad, it's almost always the big one because phones are big now. Nobody needs a mini. I I, 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 don't know. I, I totally agree. But I, I do recall when the mini first launched and I had just gotten to this company. Yeah. Uh, all the Macworld people were really excited about it. And I thought like, why would you want that small little tablet? And I think that there was that blip. I think that really uh, happened where everybody who was in Apple was really excited about it briefly <laughs> and yeah. then and then now now went back to people buying the 9.7 inch yeah, comments it where it's it's so convenient it's small it's not too big anymore i, I like it and i, I thought know. like why would you want anything smaller like screen real estate matters yeah but i mean it, 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 the eight inch tablets are really where the bulk of tablet sales are aren't they i mean between not not just apple but um 
uh, Amazon, Google, everybody. It's all these little. Well, tiny cheap ones. is where the well yeah, cheap, but smaller. Is. I mean, and when iPad Mini came out, I mean, it destroyed iPad sales, right? Partly because destroyed it was cheaper. That's probably yeah. But now so, that this new and it doesn't even have a name. It's like I think it's the third iPad. Yeah, it's the third product that's just called iPad. How, yeah, thank no, you for so making confusing. that so clear, Apple. Um, <laughs> but yeah, now that that's cheap, I think that that's just where everything's going to be because everyone just wants the cheap iPad, and it's the cheap. I don't iPad know if it was priced in that Mini that sold it. I think people just like the portability. So mm. I'm sure I mean, that had something to do with it, but or the novelty of it. It's like, oh, I gotta get it. Every yeah. you know, it's like getting the new fashionable. Uh, basketball shoes the the other thing they did that was good was um on the iphone se yeah. they dropped that whole 16 gig entry yeah. level it's not 16 and 64 anymore now it's uh it's 32 and 128 yeah so that's good they're not screwing you on the storage like they used to be on that was that a positive SE. step yes yeah, so that's um, a good step yeah but why not just sell a 16 gig you know, or a 32 gig iPad for mini four. <laughs> I'm going back to my <laughs> 329 <laughs> mini. I just, to me, yeah. I just, I just got to think there's some kind of market manipulation going on. They're trying to manipulate their end users to buy larger iPads for some reason. I mean, it could be that they're just saying, well, these aren't oh, selling because the iPhone I, is so big. I think that's part of it. Yeah. Why, how do I manipulate them to sell something, but then drop the price of that thing to the old price? Well, it's the 32 gig model though, right? So... Maybe they think, well, if we have the 128, people are buying the 64 gig. Or, you know, to me, it, it reeks more of like, this is a product line that wasn't doing too well. If you want your iPad mini, you're going to buy this one. The All the iPads have been struggling. Yeah. Tablets are just not. Well, yeah, that's the other thing. Like, why they even making these anymore? Like, so, you still make these? Like, yeah. what the hell? Nobody well, cares. If you have they a three-year-old right. three tablet, you're going to want a new one. I would if I. I guess. But I mean, we've seen the lines. The trend line is yeah, like that on, on tablet sales. You know, iPad yeah, they still sell, uh, I don't know, 50 I, trillion a year, but still it's, it's I still it's use going a tablet down. every yeah. day, but it's also a tablet that's been around for a couple of years. Yeah. Uh, okay. So what, well, Adam's saying you don't care about Apple announcements yeah. or maybe it's that you do care about Apple, but not their announcements anyway. Yeah. Okay. We will move on to the final portion of the show. Uh, it's right or wrong. It's a question. There's only two ways to answer it, either right or wrong. Um, this one is going to be about the the ban. I was about to say travel ban. It's not really a travel ban. It's a it's a laptop ban on airplanes for security measures. The, the U.S. started it, and I think Britain has followed suit. Uh, you can't use you can't take your laptop into carry on on um, if you're I guess leaving a number of of international countries. We won't go into the politics of it. Instead, I have a question just about the nature of flying. So I'll ask. Gordon first. Gordon, right or wrong, a laptop is essential. It's a must-have. It's essential for international flights. And this is going to screw you if you are leaving one of those countries. Right or wrong? Well, yeah, right. I mean, you can't... Who, who wants to sit on a plane for 12 hours? You could have a tablet with you. No, not anymore. Oh, the thing is, this travel ban... Tablets are considered laptops. It's what they're... This travel... Well, the... Anything's... The, the temporary... Bigger than a phone, right? The, the device... Okay. Yeah, anything so, bigger than a phone, okay. basically. So no Kindle, no iPad mini. Maybe that's why Apple stopped making them, right? <laughs> <laughs> no a tablet... I mean, nothing. Everything, basically, you get your phone and that's it. And then they're not really saying why, but clearly... Somebody's trying to figure out how to get C4 into a, you know, a tablet and blow up a plane. But yeah, that's going to suck. You're going to be on a plane for 12 hours with no... What, I, I, thank God I still have book. an iPod, right. iPod somewhere, right? right? I'm sure you could bring an or iPod on. Reading glasses and your phone, just, just scroll. 
Yeah. Or a book. I mean, this is great for bo- people yeah. sell books, yeah. right? Books and yeah. newspapers. Amazon's behind it. Yeah. The, the bookstore. Bezos lobbied the, Trump. The bookstores in the airports are behind it. <laughs> yeah. yeah that's, oh, that's even better. Yeah. Where you have to buy. Yeah. Oh, man. What? I have to buy it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's like they were totally all the, those stores. They were totally behind all the, the water bands. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Because like you got to buy water. water. Pour side. it out. Pour it out. Okay. Thanks, Gordon. I'll ask Jason. Jason, right or wrong? A laptop is essential. It's a must-have for international flights. I'm going to say right. Uh, a, a laptop or a tablet. One of the things yeah. banned by this. I'm going to say right, but more than just it being essential is it's essential that you be able to to uh, carry it on. Like I don't want to put my laptop in checked luggage. Yeah. Like even if I'm not right. going to use it, yeah. I want to take it on the on and put it in the overhead where yeah. I'm in charge of it not getting banged up. Absolutely. So the idea that you got to put it in checked luggage, that's the to me that's the real crime. Because not that you can't use stuff it. Stuff gets stolen. Yeah. It gets stolen like crazy and they throw those bags around yeah. like crazy. It's like, I just don't want to put my right. laptop. And cameras in there. are banned too as part of this ban. Large right? cameras. Large, large cameras. cameras. Yeah. Oh. So basically somebody's nobody figuring out care, to, nobody takes those around anymore anyways. Yeah. Well how large I mean well, well it, we we just uses their we so we had here. Their yeah. lens <laughs> stolen from from uh, yeah. check-in. Yeah. Yeah. And they settle those things all the time cuz they don't want they don't want to go to court and have like footage of the guys like throwing uh, bags around and stuff but God, still a, you your stuff is gone what a scam. or it's broken or whatever yeah. so yeah the fact that you have to put it in checked luggage to me is way worse than the fact that you can't use it interesting uh i agree it's essential uh, i can't remember i'll buy some magazines but i don't want to take a book on for like a, a book. also a book is just a single book like what if you get to, like, i don't want to read this book any more i want to switch <laughs> to another what if book? it's a bad book yeah <laughs> i hate uh, this plot you know, they could have vending machines at the back of the plane then. Yeah. Or a library, lending yeah, library. Yeah, lending library in the plane. There you go. <laughs> There'd be a charge for it, though. You know, of course, because it's the airline. Yeah, it's true. And because they're charging now for carry-on, it's like, oh, those books. Yeah, the books will, that's a book charge. That's a big oh, book. Oh, no, no. Book charge, uh, we just started a page charge. <laughs> yeah. yeah. How many pages do you want to read this flight? So. You get time. You have to buy time, reading time. Or now that we're conspiracy theorizing, <laughs> it's really just a way to sell more in-flight entertainment. It's like, oh, okay, yeah. I'll, I'll buy the movie. Yeah, you have to buy the movie oh, for too much. Man. Do any of our viewers have any thoughts on this, Adam? Uh, yeah, actually, uh, whoops, whoops, <laughs> whoops. Had the wrong button queued. Uh, the uh, Sharonda on Facebook are calling you all sickos. Uh, for th- theoreticizing, <laughs> cutting your head off. I, I, you know, but personally, yes. me, uh, I mean, we carry. We wouldn't have been able to cover all the fun stuff in M- MWC if we can't, you know, take all of our video gear, yeah. video cameras, yeah. DSLRs, laptops. I just can't imagine yeah. having yeah. to put that in the check luggage. No, I you mean, would we, have to FedEx it. That would be the only. Uh, yeah, yeah that would be safer than the yeah, checked l- luggage. Yeah. Really? Yeah, and you know the thing is crazy is like, oh, you can't lock your your check luggage anymore either. Yeah, yeah, you have to use yeah. a lock that they can get into, which is ridiculous. Right. I mean, most of the loss is from the TSA people, inspectors, right? That's where a lot yeah. of those those stuffs happen in the baggage baggage area. So mm-hmm. it's a total racket. <laughs> but uh, d- uh, Doctor Reality uh, says he, he had a laptop that broke in uh, check luggage. Exactly. Unfortunately, yeah. yeah. But uh, Juho Mati says uh, if it prevents one plane from blowing up, then hell yeah. Well, that's just the, I mean, right. we don't want to get into the political thing, but that's just it. They didn't really give much of a reason 
about why this is suddenly necessary. Yeah, and the fact that Britain followed, I mean, fearing into politics for a second, yeah. the fact that Britain follows suit almost suggests there is some kind of specific threat they might be Yeah, yeah that to. something must have happened yeah. that they don't obviously want to disclose yeah. or something. Yeah, Although I, I just don't see like a phone. I mean, you're looking at, I mean, the, these phones have got big ass lithium polymer batteries yeah. in them too. So yeah, it's plenty of room yeah. to do some damage. The it's, Mate it's 9, like the, that's a big phone. It's like the two ounce liquid <laughs> thing. I don't understand. Yeah, but yeah, I can bring crazy. 10 two ounce liquid bottles, yeah. Yeah. mix them together. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. I don't, yeah. oh, God, I hate flying. Okay. With that, we're going to end uh, episode 41 of the PC World Show. I want to thank uh, my two guests, Gordon Mahung. Thanks. Jason Cross. I'm John Phillips, and we'll be back soon for another episode of the PC World Show.